Hey, I'm Derek Watts, and this is Carte Blanche, the podcast. Here you will find in-depth stories on the issues that matter, while we also bring you exclusive interviews and analysis to help you better understand the stories behind the headlines. So turn up the volume and settle in. The figures make for shocking reading. Dozens of families leaving the country each month taking their valuable tax rands with them. Since COVID, thousands of people have paid what they owe to SARS and gone in search of greener pastures overseas. But many still see their futures in this country, preferring semigration to the real thing. And for those with their financial means, the Western Cape has become the destination of choice. So, what's driving this emigration trend and what lies in store for those making the provincial leap? Massa and Erin have the two perspectives. The rot had set in long before a main street in Joburg imploded. Substations explode. Collapsed roads are hazardous. There can be no water for days. 300 billion rand is needed to fix infrastructure, but the city's finances are precarious. Johannesburg is literally imploding, and as infrastructure crumbles, many residents are losing faith in officials to turn Gauteng around. So, they're leaving, and they're taking their money with them. $400 millionaires left South Africa last year. Another 500 are expected to emigrate in 2023. 40,000 South Africans have ended their tax residency in the last five years. At Bidolfs, South Africa's largest independent moving company, they are keeping tabs on the containers they ship offshore. Owen Farmery is the managing director. It's probably at the highest levels we've ever seen. So, and, and even this year, we're sitting at a situation where we're at about 2.63 containers, so it's not slowing down. What does the 2.63 mean? There's 2.63 containers leaving the country for everyone coming back. Now, to put it into a bit of perspective, each container can house between one and five different families. Wow. So you start doing those numbers, it's a lot of people leaving. And cats and dogs are leaving too. At Global Pause, an international pet transport company, staff get anything from 30 to 60 inquiries per day. Director Dean Emmon. So at the moment, we're seeing between 80 and 100 families a month emigrating, leaving our shores for foreign climbs. But foreign climbs are expensive. Semigration to the Western Cape is a cheaper option. And Gauteng residents who can work remotely are fleeing the province and heading south. It seems like they're coming down en masse. We're noticing it through our request. People want to get to the Western Cape. And that's where colleague and Cape Town resident Erin picks up the story. There's emigration where you swap one suburban home for another. And then there's emigration where you upend your entire life. So when we moved from Joburg, we had two dogs and one kitty and our two chickens. We had to drive them down. There's no chicken courier service. <laughs> and so we did that drive in one go. 
18 months ago, international TV producer Jessie David Prazer and her husband Chris sold up in Joburg and moved to the farm outside Montague in the Little Karoo. It's always sort of been our, our life ethos to want to have less of a carbon footprint. And when COVID happened and we lost quite a few people in, our, in, in my family um, and in my husband's family, and it made us think we could wait until we're retired or whatever to move to a farm or we can live our lives and do it now. Chris was part of a heavy metal band and shot commercials and corporate videos for a living. Now, the only heavy metal he works with is a jackhammer. And Jesse's elegant wardrobe has been replaced by hardy workwear. Even your clothing was different. Yeah, I have a closet full of lovely shirts that I wear when I go to town. I'm now a person who says, oh, I need to get dressed because I'm going to town. Her closest town is Montague. It's one of several in the Western Cape that has seen an influx of well-heeled newcomers. 600,000 Rand could buy you a respectable property here just four years ago. But demand means the average property price has tripled in just four years. Dries Barnat is an agent here who specializes in farms. Before COVID, there was still a steady uh, increase in farm sales. But the moment COVID hit, it was just an absolute madhouse. Everybody wanted to get out. Dries sold 27 farms in two years and recently studied the values of Montague Farms. In my market, in Montague and surrounds, the capital growth is more than 22%. And what so does if, that look if like you in buy hard now, yeah. in five years' time, you sell for double. Fantastic for the area. Back in Gauteng, Bidolf stats show that Gauteng residents are settling in towns from Plettenberg Bay across to Langeburn. In 2018, we were doing a total volume of all of our consignments coming out of Gauteng was going through to the Western Cape and that percentage was sitting at about 19%. By the end of 22, we ended up on a total here of 30%. That is a 58% increase in total movements. In just five years? In just five years. Tanya Furi sells properties in North Riding, Gauteng. She says in 17 years, she has never seen a market like this. The exodus has meant thousands of homes here are competing for buyers. If you're going to price a property in this market at fair market value, that's what we normally used to do. Fair market value, the property would move. You're not in the game. You have to price a property below fair market value. And the biggest, biggest driving factor of selling at the moment, doesn't matter what the property has, is price. In 10 years, according to published figures, the median price of a house in Joburg rose by 55.8%. Compared to Cape Town, where the average price rise is a whopping 161.5%. To illustrate, Tanya gave us a quick comparison. I can tell you now, if you're gonna be buying in Joburg, you are gonna get much more value for your buck. Um, so just to give you a rough idea, one of our properties in North Riding, it's a 3.5 million rand property, right? It's a freestanding house. Under roof is 672 square meters, and it's a seven bedroom property. So for three and a half million rand, you can get a seven bedroom, pretty much mansion. 
100%. So we pulled something similar in the Cape for 3.495. You're only going to get a three bedroom property, one garage, 198 square meter property. So in the Cape, you're paying a premium for clean governance and service delivery. Nationally, only 38 municipalities out of 257 achieved clean audits in the recent local government audit outcomes. 21 of those were in the Western Cape. People see the Western Cape as a place where there's still opportunities. Anton Bridell, the Western Cape MEC for Infrastructure, Environment and Planning, is a busy man. New cities will need to be built over the next nine years. 850,000 people will move to the city of Cape Town. The population of Bloemfontein is more or less 900,000, so that's a Mangaung, Bloemfontein kind of city that the city of Cape Town need to build within the city. Schools, hospitals, water networks, roads, it's huge. His stats show that Stellenbosch, Montague, Hermanus, George, Mossel Bay, Swartland, Saldana and Paul will grow at around 4%. For a province short of water, this is a massive challenge. We understand that the 125,000 people moving to the Western Cape in 12 months, we need 25 million litres of extra water per day. The year before, 108,000 people moved to the Western Cape. That was 2020 to 2021. So in 24 months, we need now 47 million litres of extra water per day. So it's huge. The Western Cape is aiming to create 640,000 jobs to accommodate the influx. Up on the hill in Montague, Jesse and Chris are creating their own, building an ecotourism business. Garlic, goats and goodness. That's kind of what we're aiming for. But it's been incredibly tough just to get the basics right, starting with enough water and dry boreholes. People come with sticks and you pay them quite a lot of money to pinpoint holes for you. It was 222 meters deep and dry. So I sold my car to pay for that. When they did find water, it needed to be filtered and then the pumps didn't work when there was load shedding. So they had to find funds for a solar system. So we were always gonna go off grid. That was the long-term plan, having no water and no electricity, I'm like, okay, we might as well move back to Joburg. But it's like every stop on the road, there's been a curveball or an additional expense or a challenge. At what point do you go, this was a terrible idea? Uh, every three months. It's like quarterly. Generally, our, our, our rule is, oh, are you freaking out? And, and the, the money's going away and we don't know what we're doing. And other, go stand outside and look how pretty it is. That's the only thing you can do. We, we give it five years. And if we are screwed, you sell it. But where will Gauteng be five years from here? For now, it is still South Africa's wealthiest province, but the Western Cape is catching up. Premier Banyaza Lisufi couldn't make our interview on Gauteng's plans because his team said he was in New Zealand. But he magically appeared when Lillian Goy Street exploded in downtown Joburg. And as the Cape plans whole new cities, Gauteng is trying to figure out exactly how an entire Joburg Street imploded.
Have you considered moving from one province to another in the hopes of a better life? Let us know online using hashtag carte blanche. Thanks for listening. Why not share carte blanche, the podcast with family and friends, even those living overseas. They can find us on Spotify and all major platforms.